Shall I do the lame intro? Is this an official episode? It's just uh, no. We can save that just for actual episodes. Yeah. All right. Are we on? Are we? Yep. We're going. Okay. The UHF 60-second podcast is on the internet. We're at Studio 1777, Jonathan and Tabitha Carlisle and myself. And we've just uh, returned from seeing Weird Al on his uh, ridiculously self-indulgent, ill-advised vanity tour. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) It was fun. So, um... I'm just going to take us through this thing for those of you that are not going to be able to make this tour. For those of you that are going to go to this tour, you might want to not listen to this episode until after uh, you see the show, if you care about concert spoilers. (laughs) Is that a thing? I don't know. He's going to sing songs. (laughs) He did sing songs. It's true. So you guys uh, um, went to the pre-show extravaganza. Tell me about that. Uh, They had Jeopardy set up, and then they... Did a little dance contest to figure out who was going to be Vanna White on the Jeopardy. So everybody, how did that work? How how Every, did they? Anybody that they, wanted. They didn't, they didn't tell us what was happening. They just said, like, everybody get up and dance. Okay. And, so, like, okay. <laughs> and you and might then... get to do something. So only half the people got up and danced, which I didn't because I didn't know if it was going to be part of the Jeopardy questions. And I didn't want to have to answer the questions <laughs> in Jeopardy because I knew it wasn't going to be very good at all the intricate Weird Al details, but uh, ended up that they picked two people, a guy and a girl, and then they had to go up and do a dance off, and the girl clearly won. <laughs> and then she Although, had to. I think it was kind of rigged anyway. Like she did win, but I think he picked the guy and a girl so that the girl would win. Oh, maybe. Because then she got to be Vanna White. Are you suggesting that? Well, you could be suggesting one of several things that either guys can't dance as good as girls or guys can't Vanna White as good as. No, I'm saying that you. Oh, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're saying that there was a Vanna White, but this is Jeopardy. Yeah, yes. Exactly. Yeah. And when they called the contestants down, when they like spun the wheel, they came down to the prices right music. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Yeah, All right. That was pretty cool. No, I, I, I kind of started getting the idea that maybe even, even if the guy did dance better, that he would have still just picked the girl anyway. Hmm. Right. But people were cheering louder for the girl. Yeah, right. she, she clearly won. What was yeah. her? Was it like Charleston or like what was her? No, I can't remember the music, but no, she was waving her hands well, in the air, one, like, like she, she didn't care. care. Oh, <laughs> nice. They used a lot of different music, but I think they started off with uh, "Everybody Dance Now." Oh yeah, they did. Okay. Yeah, that's right. All right. Yeah. So then, and then she had to put on this big, puffy, curly-haired blonde wig. To be Vanna. So. And yeah. a sash that said Vanna White. Yes. And the host was kind of abusive, but it was all okay. <laughs> like, uh. Well, <laughs> physically or? No, not physically. Just telling everybody what to do and, and, uh, you know, I don't know. It was <laughs> funny. Like, so when he would have her do something, like, she had to carry the big uh, barrel of everyone's tickets to oh, okay, the little sure. raffle thing to pick the contestants, and uh, and then he had her like get on her on her knees to like spin the thing and all that stuff. And while she's spinning it, like her wig falls off. And he's like, "Keep it together, Vanna! Keep it together!" <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, it was it was good, and you know he had us 
sometimes we'd have to boo people, like, if they got that question wrong, like, everybody was supposed to boo them, and he would shame them a bit. <laughs> right on. And, uh, give this one guy, he, I felt bad for him, because he didn't know anything. anything. <laughs> you could tell he was just like, why did I put my ticket into the barrel? And, um, but the host just kept giving him points for just, like, if he just would answer any question. And I don't know. He'd just ask him, like, a random question about himself or something or just repeat <laughs> something after me, and then he'd give him 10 points. <laughs> or he'd, like, tell him to try his buzzer just to make sure it's working. Oh, yeah, that's He right. did it. He's like, all right, there's 10 points. Very <laughs> nice. Yeah, it was but, fun. Uh, so it was him, and then there was a, a an older gentleman that was there. Not old, but he was the oldest one, oldest contestant. Now he he had been a fan. I think I overheard him say since he was fourteen years old, and so he was like doing this thing. Um, but he actually legitimately got whooped by this probably fourteen year old fourteen year old boy. Oh, wow. <laughs> he was the boy was, was good. It out. Yeah, really. Yeah. So on a scale, did the questions get progressively more? Uh... There was there was probably half of them that I wouldn't have known like right off the top of my head. Okay. Do you remember? Can you give me an example of like a? What level of... Uh, the people on the cover of the Poodle Hat album? He said there's 12 people on the cover of Poodle Hat. Name three of them. Okay, and so that that's... Weird Al was a valid okay. one, so that'd be All a right. little easier, I guess, but... Yeah, I don't think any of... No, the boy got it that one. No, no, no that, was, that was Final Jeopardy, wasn't it? I don't remember. But yeah, none of them got that. But some of the, the UHF ones... Did they had UHF specific yeah, questions? Yeah, they had a UHF they, category. I remember. Well, uh, now, now, should I? Is does this make it an official episode? Should I introduce the? <laughs> <laughs> no, just. The UHF sixty second podcast is on the internet. Yeah, they had uh, crazy Ernie. They said, "What do people say about all of his cars?" Just uh, crazy Ernie. Where'd you get all those cars? Oh. <laughs> that was the answer. <laughs> yeah, that's he does say that. Yeah, I always think it was the choke a camel thing, but that's not what they say. That's what he says. Yeah, people say crazy Ernie. <laughs> Where'd you got all those cars? <laughs> all right. Yeah. So what did so there was one winner? Did they get any kind of a actual yeah. prize? They all got something like okay. a gold, silver, bronze. Um, Olympic medal. Yep, Olympic oh. medal. Wow! And then when they when they gave them the medal, USA, they did the whole uh, uh, Star Wars medal. Uh, medal oh, nice! Stuff, yeah, so. yeah. Did they have they a Chewbacca cutout up there that did not get a medal? <laughs> <laughs> Although there was a young girl that got pulled up later in the thing, and she didn't get anything. So I guess maybe no, she's they Chewbacca. Maybe she's the Chewbacca. Yeah. yeah, and she gave them their medals, and then they each got a plaque. Oh wow! But they took the plaques back, and they were, <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna put their pictures on them and then mail them to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> oh, and, but then after that, they said we're actually we have a film crew here today, and oh. so we're you, for some of their promo stuff with the Jeopardy section. So then they filmed us again, like um, cheering. Really, they're like, okay, we want you everybody cheering loud in your seats, you know, and then. Another time of us cheering and then everybody standing up. And then he said he wanted us to go wild, like, like Muppet Muppets wild. wild, like flipping things oh, in like the air. Carpet arms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> standing on chairs and 
and uh, everybody just going crazy. You may have encouraged crowd surfing, but it was really hard to do. Like, in, uh, yeah, but. I tr- I stood on a chair and tried to lean on Jonathan. Yeah, I almost fell over. But I think I was cramping his style, <laughs> throwing off his groove. <laughs> my my arms weren't waving anymore. <laughs> right on. So then you got to stay in. Uh, was there another component to that, or was that no? That... No, I kind of thought the way it was said that it would be like you know maybe a few different rounds or different people. I mean, but it was it was just the one shot. So, okay. but it took time. I mean, they had a full board and okay. and uh, you know Vanna had to flip each thing like old Wheel of Fortune style when they actually used to flip them yeah. around, uh-huh. and so she would do that with each Jeopardy tile, and um, they went through the whole board. So it took a little bit of time. She, she actually did do a good job for someone just. Oh yeah, out she of the did ground. because she she played it up too. And oh okay. Yeah, she did a good job. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. Yeah, and then we just waited for you to get there. Yeah, so I and Caleb arrived a little later. Um, it was kind of fun. Uh, we ran into a bunch of people that we knew. It was kind of a community um, atmosphere in the line waiting outside for the doors to open and. Uh, we saw the show at a new-ish venue in Grand Rapids called Tony Monroe Live, and it was it was a nice place. Yeah, it's kind of hasn't hasn't developed much character yet. It's too new to have it, its own <laughs> character. I feel like, but yeah. So they let us in, and we hooked up, and uh, um, Emo Phillips was on first. Mm-hmm. Yes. What did you guys think of Emo? It it was. He was funny, and I like his humor, but I couldn't help it. There was a guy behind us. But any joke he had that was a little more edgy, this guy behind us wasn't taken. So he was just very audibly just like, ooh, oh, I don't know about that one. You know, at, the, at the very end, I think he said what his overall thoughts were. Like, oh, he was a little edgy sometimes. Yeah, yeah I was actually surprised that uh, I um, – yeah, there were a few things that were, I don't even know if they would have uh, qualified for PG-13. There were a few things yeah. that, uh, <laughs> but some of the, I I enjoyed it a lot because I felt like the punchlines, you had to, you were left to do your yeah, own you math to, a lot. <laughs> yeah, you had to do some thinking on it. Yeah, I, yeah. I've always liked the, I guess I'm not as familiar with Emo Phillips as, you know, his career outside of UHF. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I've always liked that style, like Stephen Wright. Yeah, I actually like the, said that to Caleb that he was like kind of almost like the two line thing where the the two lines don't seem like they have any relation. Yeah, and you have to like, like yeah. wait, what? No, oh, okay. And that's it, Stephen Wright. That's the guy that I always want to turn off the comedy. Gym. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Wright, I love you. He's okay, he's but very, that's the guy we're talking. Stephen about. Wright is very dry. Yeah, yeah very dry. Yeah, that's the guy. I mean, kind of emo is sort of dry, but I mean, his delivery is so bizarre that it can't really be dry yeah. in the traditional sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at least with Stephen yeah. Wright's like, yeah, he is, yeah, very monotone. But yeah, I mean, I I don't know that I ever listened to an emo Phillips album. I've seen like a couple YouTube clips here and there, but I was, it was very good. He did a half hour set, I think, almost yeah, on the dot, and close uh, to it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was good. I'd only ever seen him in UHF. 
Oh, he was just like his UHF character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He did a bit where he came out wearing several um, suit coats and top coats and things. And, oh, yeah. and uh, as the act went on, he kept taking off layers and, and everything went into his uh, left hand trouser pocket. Everything. everything. Yeah. <laughs> Like even when he he pulled out his uh, papers with jokes on it, even those ended up going. Yeah, yeah. And the mic at the very end went into his pocket. You guys were several rows closer than I. Could you? Was there actually writing on those card things? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Was it like handwritten? Yes, it was handwritten. All right. And he he actually referenced UHF too. Mm I can't. He said. what did he say? I can't. I just remembered specifically. I was like, oh my gosh, she actually mentioned UHF. We got to talk about this. And then I, I don't remember what he said. Um, well, was, he, was it the person introducing him or was it he himself that mentioned about the, you might know me as Mr. Butterfingers? Well, that was, no, that was the guy that introduced okay. him, which was some, who knows, maybe tour manager, somebody <laughs> with the venue. I'm Somewhere. not sure. Yeah. No. Yeah. But uh, he said something about, uh, Oh, he's talking about uh, when they did UHF. Yeah, at he the was time they should they should tour. Yeah, and that Weird Al kind of put him off and said, "Well, when Donald Trump is oh, when Donald Trump is president, we'll tour together." Yeah. Yep, that's yeah. what it was. Hilarious. And then later on, Weird Al said, "If you would have asked me thirty years ago, thirty years ago, if I would have been touring with Emo Phillips now, I would have said, yep." That sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> he had a kind of a depressing tone when he said yeah. it. Though. <laughs> yeah. Very depressed tone, which was kind of the gag. But So Emo Phillips then uh, was a very short turnaround, which was awesome because there wasn't anything that needed to be. They brought out a bunch of stools. They set uh, Al's accordion on a table and had spotlights shining right on it. It was a great photo op. It was really cool. Uh, and then... Uh, kind of really unceremoniously the band just kind of trooped out and started playing sat down on stools and yeah so they, they opened with stayed there uh, most of the time too. yeah they opened with the mr frump and the iron lung song which i was pretty excited about because that was off of the weird al yankovic album which my uncle had that tape in his motorhome back in the early 90s. (laughs) (laughs) And we used to listen to it all the time when we were camping. Like my cousins and I, we would go and we would listen to that, the whole tape. And uh, that was one of them on there. So I knew that. Interesting. From back then. Yeah. Like if I'm allowed to say a little side story. Sure. So we learned... We memorized all the songs on the tape, and there's a happy birthday song on there. I don't know if you guys know it, but it's the whole song is about, um, like, a really happy birthday song, but it's all about the world is just going to get nuked and die oh, yeah. in the middle. He's like, come on, boys and girls, sing along, okay? You know, and he goes, uh, we memorized that we lip synced the song we played it loud like at the campsite because somebody had a birthday and like all the adults <laughs> just like just stared at us <laughs> and they're just like okay yeah <laughs> just thought it was the funniest thing i still think it's the funniest thing and everybody hi everybody out there i know you're all just thinking yeah okay <laughs> 
well, it was cool actually i was talking with caleb um who i was seated with uh, right before the show started i asked him how well he knew um the deep cut the deep cuts or the back catalog and he said not very well at all actually and i i said the same but i was surprised actually how much i did know like everything you know you know halfway through the first uh verse of, oh yeah and everything you know so yeah he did uh mr frump in the iron lung um the jackson park express i thought was really great uh i don't know do we do we want to go right through the set list and rattle it off or do people care <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if they care but what it, uh i guess what was your favorite one and let's all be honest what was your most sleepy one Okay, yeah. Oh, okay. Before that, actually, though, I am looking at the Dare to be Stupid. Now, he said, I was very confused because he said that, that they were going to play a Grateful Dead cover and then they played Dare to be Stupid. <laughs> so, I is there... I don't know. <laughs> do we know the connection there or was that just a weird thing? Well, it wasn't... Uh, the, the original Dare to be Stupid is in like a Devo style. And they right. played it in yeah, like, they, a different style. So, maybe that was what he's referring to. Like, yeah. Like, because I didn't recognize like it until, in a, you know, I don't know the different. I don't know if it's Grateful Dead style necessarily, but yeah, ish, yeah. Okay, um, boy, my favorite. Anybody, go ahead if you know. I got to look at this. I think the unplugged melody. Medley. Medley. Sorry, <laughs> it's late. <laughs> it is late. <laughs> The unplugged medley was probably my favorite. And I know that seems cheap because this is a, I don't know if it seems cheap because these are all supposed to be like the originals tour. And I just got excited when he played his old stuff (laughs) or played the parody stuff. Um, But they played it all with different music than what they originally did. Yeah, it was very cool. So towards the end, they played a a large medley of, uh, you know, Eat It, I Lost on Jeopardy, Amish Paradise, Smells Like Nirvana, White and Nerdy, so on and so forth. But each song they did in a different genre than you would normally uh, be used to. And so it was wonderfully off kilter and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't know what my least favorite was. I don't remember what the Dog Eat Dog song was. But somewhere in there, I was starting to get a little sleepy, and it made me sad. And (laughs) I was like, I don't want to be sleepy. Play another peppy song. Yeah, I think uh, uh, your horoscope for today, for whatever reason, didn't do much for me. Oh, Um, really? Yeah, I don't know. That That was one I actually, that I knew, so I was okay with that one. That's That's got a good ska vibe, so at least it was lively. Yeah. For me, it would be hard to pick between uh, Melanie and Jackson Park Express. I think both of those, to me, were super funny and super cool. Yeah, they were good. Uh, I, I think, uh, not necessarily in this concert, but uh, One More Minute for, is just one of my favorite it's... of his original <laughs> ones. Um, like, nice, nice do-up, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was one. Of, it was probably one of the original videos or the first videos that I saw of his too. Okay. And uh, no, I, I was excited to hear that one come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably my slowest time on this list was uh, probably after Generic Blues, like Midnight Star. Good enough for now. Oh, that's, that's why I was kind of starting to slow down for myself. Oh, Midnight Star. Yeah, I don't. 
Maybe have a memory of that actually. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what. But uh, don't get us wrong. This was a great show. Oh, I just yeah, um, I um, had a drove several hours to uh, get to the show, and it was kind of a crazy day. But uh, yeah, start. I would encourage everybody to go to this show if yeah. you can. But in a you know a self indulgent ill advised bandy tour where they're doing yeah. all of the <laughs> you know deep cut stuff that they don't do or not allowed to do at other concerts that. Yeah, I figured. Yeah, it's kind of par for the course that you might have a couple sleepers in there. Yeah, but, sure. Uh, I mean, he even he even admitted that some of them yeah. they put at the end of the album so that if you don't want to listen anymore, <laughs> you can just turn it off. <laughs> yeah, and he uh, definitely said, uh, you know, he said I'm going to play my the least popular song for my least popular album. Actually, uh, I didn't think that one was bad. <laughs> no, I like. Yeah, and I, that's one. That's an album. One of the few albums of his I actually have, so I knew that song pretty well. But um, so. The concert was great. They did a short encore. Um, mm-hmm. We got uh, an ex- probably the shortest drum solo I've ever experienced <laughs> in my life. Um, and a bass solo, which was great, mm-hmm. uh, which was also very short. Uh, and then I left because that's all that my ticket provided. But you guys got to stick around. Tell me about that. We did stick around. That was, that was mostly what we did was stick around. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they shuffled us all into a somewhat single file line and and uh there was a a table with a weird l sitting at it and mm-hmm. we all made our way past that uh, so we were able to get some quick pictures and some quick signatures and uh quick talking um what'd you talk about <laughs> well i uh we had to decide what to get signatures for because we couldn't just lay out a whole bunch of stuff. So I decided to get my notebook for the UHF 62nd signed. And I opened it up to the first page because I wanted them to sign on my first page of notes. So it was just on there. That kind of also in case the cover ever fell off, like I wouldn't (laughs) lose it. Um, So you're talking, this is the notebook that you make notes for our podcast on. We're not like a UHF 62nd notebook, like branded notebook that we can. Although you could probably buy those at Public. So yeah, so actually my Minute One notes now has Weird Al's signature over top of them. uh, But when I first set it down, because it's in multicolor pen, um, you know, like I've got one of those clicker pens with the Mm -hmm. black, red, green, and blue. um, He just kind of looked at it and was like, what's this? Like, Cause it wasn't obviously anything he would recognize. And maybe he worried with it. It was like, you know, some, someone dug up some note that he had written and some fan, <laughs> some fan was passing it around. Yeah. Did he seem slightly nervous or <laughs> just hesitant? Uh, it was like a, a mix of hesitation and curiosity at the same time. Like, okay. Like, like, what is, what is this? Uh, so I proceeded to tell him that the friend of mine and I were, we're working on doing a podcast where we analyze one minute of UHF and wait a minute, that's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I consider you my friend. Oh, <laughs> sorry, I didn't, sorry, you didn't get the memo. Um, <laughs> well, there were there was a couple of things that I didn't. Uh, I think we're gonna have a addendum or a couple like um, appendices. Is that a word? Appendices, 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 sonic appendices on the end of this where. I'm going to be talking about uh, the trouble with memos earlier today. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so I told him, you know, over the course of the next year or so that we'll cover the whole movie. I was trying to figure out a quick way to tell him, like, it wouldn't just be all in one shot. You know, like, you know, we're going to analyze each minute in one episode. Like, no, I wanted to let him know that it was going to be a process. And 
and like I said, this interaction was super quick. They were just pushing people through, mm-hmm. and uh, but he said he said no, sounds good. And I said like we know that um, you you always ask the artist permission before you parody their stuff, and, and he's like oh no, great. I mean he knew what I was talking about. And he's like yeah, go for it. So so we got permission. Which is good because we had already started doing stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> and we should say that before we uh, we did try to uh, contact and, uh, and ask for permission previously, um, we sent uh, uh, <laughs> it was a kind of a <laughs> tell the steamroll effect or the uh, snowball, snowball effect. effect yeah, um, yeah. I I don't remember who's who where it originated from, but we the plan the original plan was we were going to tweet him. Uh, handwritten, we were going to write out our request to do this podcast to him on little pieces of stationery, and we were only going to write 140 characters on each piece of stationery. So each one was tweeted. And then take a picture and tweet him a series of pictures until the note was complete. Um, <laughs> but then we got nervous to do it publicly, and we wanted to DM him on Twitter and found that he doesn't, of course, have a direct message feature on his Twitter. Surprise, surprise. Uh, so we decided to do it uh, through Instagram, which we did. Uh, and it didn't look like uh, the messages were received. So then we um, took all the uh, notes and collected them together and then wrote a letter to explain <laughs> what these little post-it notes and things were for and, and uh, mailed it off to um, Jay LaVie uh, um, for him to hopefully uh, get to Al, but we never heard. So now we officially have permission to do this podcast. Yeah, right yeah. to the... And then uh, you were escorted out. You said that they were moving you guys pretty yeah. much. Yep, you had to have your... If, if you wanted a picture, you had to have your phone out and open to the camera app so that you could hand it to the guy. You know, The same yeah. guy as the Jeopardy guy, and he yeah. would shame you if your phone wasn't. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because my camera turned off, and he goes, this is what we talked about in line. And I said, it was on when I handed it to you. <laughs> my camera was on. Yeah. And you put... Uh, in- the items that you want signed, you put them on the table so he can sign them and you can try mm-hmm. and talk to him while he's signing and, you know, pause your talking while you take the guy takes your picture and then hopefully you can quickly resume what you're talking about before he finishes the signature and move out past the door. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he was he was sitting at a table and uh, yeah, so it was good for pictures as far as everybody kind of lining up, but didn't really... Almost didn't even get really face to face because he's already sitting at the table and you're you're coming in from behind the table. Oh, really? Join in for the pictures and then move it out. Wow, on the yeah. other side. So. Yeah, moving people around, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But Weirdo himself was very nice. Yeah, it was very nice. And he did turn to me when he was talking to me. But did you like, make eye contact? Yes. Did you, so? You didn't? Did you shake his hand? No, I actually didn't shake. His okay, hand. I was going to ask. Some what people his did. So handshake was like. Know. If you had a firm These handshake. These days, uh, who knows if, you know, yeah. shaking hands is... Yeah. So what does Weird Al smell like? <laughs> you know, I I thought about that. But I didn't think about it at the time, so I, I, could, I don't know what to tell you. You didn't take a deep whiff? You didn't no, lean in and... Yeah. I did not yes. notice Major B.O. or anything, so that... Which is fairly impressive, although, yeah, I mean, he wasn't... Uh, he only actually stood up at one point during the whole show, I think. He was seated. Yeah, yeah he certainly wasn't... Uh, Going Muppet crazy or anything. Yeah. No. I mean, he was under the lights. I wouldn't be surprised if he was a little sure. moist. 
Yeah. But I didn't. Uh, well, I guess that's a good thing. I didn't notice anything, so that's good. Um, <laughs> any bad breath? I didn't get any. Was he wearing the same uh, shirt that he was wearing on stage? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I would go to this show if I were you out there listening. Definitely. Uh, yeah, there's. Uh, I mean, there's there's some deep cuts in there, but there's there's enough recognizable stuff that. Yeah. I think it's a nice little. Yeah. Nice little palm branch to anybody who may have accidentally slipped in. Or yeah. <laughs> and I mean, his deep cut. You know, other deep cuts. Well, he wrote a lot of funny. Like some of the stuff is seriously funny, and you know, the audio was good enough that you could definitely make out every, almost every single word. And so, yeah, it was... Yeah, even if you didn't know the song. If you didn't know the song, yeah. yeah. You'd, it'd almost be even more fun discovering all of these bizarre, yeah. twisted uh, love stories. <laughs> so many <laughs> horrible love songs. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. I like that they played... It was a parody song, but that they played The Saga Begins at the... Yep, that was the, the big closer. Yep. Yeah. And uh, that was fun. And you could tell it was a big crowd pleaser. Yeah, everybody, everybody was singing saying, along, yep. Yeah. So yeah. that was a lot of fun. Mm. Good. It was good. Thanks for going with me, guys. Thanks for, uh... Yeah. Oh, oh, that was another thing. Oh, for the VIP, we are supposed to get Weird Al watches. Mm. Uh, we had two selections. I don't remember if we both picked the same one. or if We, we picked... did end up picking the same one, because I like that as well. Yeah. And, uh, but they had a problem with their shipments, and so we will still be getting those in the mail. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh... Can I tell what it, they look like? Oh, sure. So they're like the old Mickey Mouse style watches, but it's Weird Al. And so, <laughs> so his, his arms are the his hands. His arms, yeah, will go, go around. And it's pretty cool. And uh, so as a, as a uh, complimentary, uh, sorry, I guess, we had a choice. Well, I guess they did have a choice. Mm -hmm. They had stickers and mouse pads. And I was like, well... Because it's completely stupid, we have to get a mouse pad. We're never going to use it. But I just thought it was hilarious that they were offering mouse pads. Yeah, Jonathan doesn't believe in technology. That's why he doesn't use yeah, mouse pads. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah, well, uh, do I plug the normal stuff since this isn't an official... The UHF 62nd podcast is on the internet. You guys can, uh, you can, the website yeah, sense. email us at uhf62nd at gmail.com and tell us how boring this was. <laughs> <laughs> or tell us how we ruined your concert experience, <laughs> even though I warned you up front. Um, yeah, go to uhf62nd.com or tweet at us at uhf62nd. But if you do email us, uh, stop forwarding that crap to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. All right, everyone, have a pleasant evening. So we're that's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna be asleep in, within <laughs> five minutes of of the stopping this. Bye. Hey everybody, that was our coverage of Weird Al's show. Hope you enjoyed it. I'm gonna play now a couple of audio clips that I recorded in my car and on the street. The audio is pretty rough it's only about five or six minutes and there's really um nothing too important in there uh you can just uh skip to the end or in this uh stop listening if you want it's only the completists need to listen further uh sorry to do this to you guys i learned quite a bit if i record kind of do man on the street interviews in the future i'll do things quite a bit differently 
I told the people that I interviewed that they'd be on the podcast, and so I really feel like I need to include it, even though the audio is pretty poor. Sorry about that. And it's just a little bit of connective tissue, a little behind-the-scenes kind of stuff. So I'm going to play that, and then that'll be the end of the episode. Who do we have here? What's your name? Isaac. Isaac? Alright. What, what did you think of the show? It was amazing. This is your first Weird Al show? Any particular favorite song? I did love Jeremy's That is a good one. Good choice. Good choice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What about you guys? I thought it was remarkable. Yeah. I, I absolutely adored it. How many times have you seen Weird Al? This is, this is my second time. I saw okay. him on the, uh, the Off the Deep End tour in 92. Okay. Alright. been a while. But... That's probably the last time I saw him as well, right around that time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what was that, the State Theater in Kalamazoo? State Theater. Yeah, okay. yeah that, that, okay. that, that was probably it. Yeah, that was the only time, previous time I'd seen him. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was, this was extraordinary. You know, there are certain songs I really want Hope to here tonight, and uh, actually, I, I got everything I really wanted. Oh, nice. Everything I really wanted. So it was phenomenal in that regard. Yeah. Uh, no, like, I love, no, they did the biggest fall of time in Minnesota. Oh, yeah, I wasn't. I, That's I, a great song. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, that's one of his best, really. Yeah, I, I was not expecting that. I should have been expecting that, perhaps, but I wasn't. And then uh, just, yeah, that was a very pleasant surprise. Biggest ball. Are you familiar with that? Big, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> oh, very cool. Thank yeah. you, guys. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we expressed this uh, in the recording uh, in our kind of postmortem of the concert, but uh, it really was a pretty wonderful time. Uh, I would encourage people to go. I do want to shout out to uh, Two Beards um, Sandwich and Deli Shop, I believe it's called. Uh, it's where we ended up eating dinner, and uh, as soon as we walked in, I was wearing a, a, a Weird Al related uh, shirt, and as soon as we walked in, the guy behind the counter uh, called it out and recognized it and said he wished he was going to be able to go to the show, so I gave him some, uh, I guess, uh, swag, because um, I felt bad for him, but the two beards, not only was their food really good, but they, they had a lot of vegetarian options, and one of their vegetarian sandwiches was named the Weird Al Yankovic, so it was pretty uh, fortuitous. If you have a time machine and you do go back in time to just a little while ago to see Weird Al in Grand Rapids on this tour, I would recommend beforehand going to Two Beards. Actually, uh, you know, if you if you go there for dinner, uh, I'll be there if you do go back in time, so we can uh, sit down and chat and have a good time. Although I guess nobody does have a time machine because. Uh, came up to me and started chatting, unless you were the guy that worked there. Now that I think about it, that guy may have had a time machine, because he knew what my shirt was immediately, it's the podcast shirt, you know, um, and he didn't seem that surprised when I uh, tried to sell on the podcast, so now I have a, a long car ride to dwell on the fact some dude working in a sandwich shop in Grand Rapids has a time machine. 